Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. How y'all doing? Good morning. Wake up. It's the level up. It's the level level up. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Y'all never know what y'all gonna get. I'm gonna be consistent, but you never know what you're gonna get every morning. Do me a favor. If you are on Empower Someone Else, that's what you do when you share. You empower someone else. So do me a favor. Go empower somebody else right now. Be like, you know what? I'm not um, keeping this to myself this morning. Oh, that's not where I wanted that to go. I'm not keeping this to myself this morning. I need to empower someone else. I need someone else to get this. I want somebody else to be impacted by this. To do that for me this morning. Do that for the Lord this morning. Go ahead and empower someone else. You know, like I'm not going to keep this. Oh, let me switch this out. I'm not going to keep this devotion. I'm not going to keep showing up here and not bring my friends. Thank you, Sharmana. And not bring my friends and not bring my loved ones and not say to them, hey, you need to get on this because it's changing my life. I'm just going to be honest. Sorry. It's a little selfish um, when you won't share um, the goodness, what's good and changing you. And unfortunately, we have been groomed in such a way that um, sometimes we like, I'm not going to, I don't want to give anybody this, you know, this is my little secret in the game. Well, it's other people that need your little secret in the game. So make a decision this morning. I'm not going to be selfish. I'm going to invite some folks in. I'm going to let some people be a part of this process with me because I want others to grow. Hey, Shanquita, Shanquita, did I see you register for Pillow Talk on per- in person? Y'all, I'm so excited about Pillow Talk. Woo! My God, if you didn't get on the, the, the right one, the in-person one, my God, come join us online. I promise you won't um, do it. Courtney said the secret is out. Come on, let the secret. Yeah, my friend Michelle said bless somebody else. Come on, y'all, get in this. Get in this this morning. We get ready to get started. Um, I, like yesterday, I was riding. Uh, my mom, um, my mom ran for office, and we were up kind of late. And I was riding, um, and she wasn't elected, but it was still a win. It was still a win. There's so much from her journey and her story that I've been impacted and empowered by. Like, who at six, almost 70 gets up, who's served her community faithfully, um, who at 70 decides to get up and run a race um, to be to better her community even more, like almost 70. My mom's almost 70. And I'm like, this chick has inspired me and encouraged me to live beyond any limits that I could impose on myself. Like anything that I think I can't do, she has shown me that I can do. And in our family, we don't have losses. We, we don't take lessons. We don't take nothing and say, it's a loss. We take everything and say it's a lesson. And she called me last night and I got a little teary eyed. She was like, we didn't win. And I said, I just, I held, I felt it in my voice. And I said, yes, ma'am. She said, but I'm good and we're going to be good. And whatever God has for us next, that's what we're going to focus on. And I'm like, you know what, mama, you're right. I'm good. But I watched her 
run with integrity. I watched her run with character. I'm going to make a post about her later. I watched her run with integrity. I watched her run, run with character. I watched her show up in the game. I watched her take all limitations off and say, you know what? I'm getting ready to do this and I want to do this because I feel it in my heart. And that's called being courageous. She chose to be courageous um, over comfort. Woo! That's a lesson within itself. That's a lesson within itself. And because she chose to be courageous, even though what someone else may see, like it didn't win, her courageousness woke me up out of my sleep this morning and just started speaking to me about who I was, um, how to take chances, how not to just sit around and wait on the next moment to come um, come to you, that you need to go and get those moments. You need to go and make those moments happen. So y'all see coffee and conversations because of like my mama, my aunts, my grandmother, who's no longer with us, but who kept showing up. My uncles are my inspiration, my family members. I have seed that has gone before me, that has taught me no matter what life deals you, um, you get up and you show up and you present your best self and then you let God do the rest, right? So I'm just, I'm excited. Just, I'm so excited to see the next leg of our journey. Her daughters support her, love her, and are encouraged about her, encouraged by her. And she might, she, she might see this. I'm gonna send it to her later. But I just want you to go and be encouraged and put this in your notes today. Um, I'm not losing. <laughs> like I'm not losing. Like you're never losing, right? Um, only somebody with a loss mentality will think from a loss perspective. I tell my sons every time when they show up on the field, when they show up in the court, when they show up in like you have not lost anything. And even if it looks like you have slowed down, like it looks like momentum has slowed down, take your rest, gain perspective, get clarity, tap, tap into the wisdom, right? Tap into the wisdom and decide, like, I'm not to lose. Just say, I'm not losing. We want to keep it in this moment. Yeah, I'm not losing. Like, I'm not losing. These life lessons that are happening in my life are, in fact, doing something greater for me. These life lessons that are happening in my life, in fact, are um, creating moments for growth in me. These life lessons that are happening in my life are grooming me. They are growing me. And any of us that understand how faith works, John 15, we, he, we are, we are, we are the branches and he is the vine. And if we're going to bear much fruit, some Pruning must occur. Come on, I'm not losing. I love y'all. Come on, I'm not losing. Like, I'm not losing. I'm not losing. Come on, I'm not losing. Just put it in the comments. I'm not losing. My children not losing. Like, and if it seems like, and I'm not trying to be clayish, cliches, because I hate cliches. He, I hate cliches. Michelle said, my friend Michelle said, these life lessons are investments in your future. Come on, girl. Like, I hate cliches, right? But I'm 100% telling you, everything that I thought was a stumbling block, everything that I thought was a, a hindrance in my life, I've been able to put my foot on it. Y'all know I'm extra. I've been able to put my foot on it and step up and step over it. Or I've been able to put on it and step up on it. And it, was, it propelled me into my destiny. Um, when my 
late husband died. I'm going to be honest with y'all. It definitely seemed like a stumbling block. I was confused. I was lost. I was hurt. I was grieved. I didn't know where I was going next. But his death actually propelled me into ministry. Ooh! Oh, my God. Like, I'm just being for real. His death, his story, um, what seemed like deficit. Ooh! Come on. Even finances. Like, when he left, I lost finances. Like, his death, like, which would have had the capacity to take me out, and it was almost about to take me out. Like instead of it becoming a stumbling block and a hindrance, because we had so many dreams that we had built around with us. It was us and it was no longer us. It just became me. Right. And when things happen in your life and it shifts your perspective. Right. Sometimes it's hard for you to gain your footing. Right. Um, when you you lose people connected to you, when you lose a job that you thought or a career, um, when people forsake you, like we can flip this in so many ways. Right. Um, but when you find yourself in this position, in this place, right, those stumbling blocks ab absolutely have the potential and the opportunity to be the thing that step you step on into your destiny. Ah! My God, come on, come on. Can you put that in your notes today? I'm about to take my stump, whatever it is that stumbled, that's put, that looks like a bot. No, I'm about to use this and this is going to help me step into my destiny. And that's what it did. His death helped me step into my destiny. Can I be honest with y'all? I promise y'all, I know if he had not died, y'all would not be experienced seeing this me because I'm a writer by nature and I love to hide behind my writing because as charismatic as I seem, I am really an introvert. <laughs> I do not like talking to people. Like I don't get my energy from people. I like being in my room with my books. I'm a little nerd girl, right? I like, that's what I love. Like that's what I love. But God said, took this little introverted girl um, and say, you know what? There's something greater in your life. And every time something looked like it landed in my path and landed in my way, Quita, it just, God gave me momentum to step up on it. Come on, y'all. And there's been some seasons, come on. There's been some seasons where it seemed like it was one block after the other. But can I tell you what they became? They became a part of my path. They became a part of my destiny. They became a part of my te te testimony. And I'm going to tell you, you don't have faith. <laughs> you ain't going to, you don't have no faith. It ain't no faith unless you have a test, right? They become a, became a part of my story. They became a part of my proofing. You have to have, be proofed. Y'all are not going to be able to sit around here and talk about Christians and Christ and just talk about blessings, right? Your struggle is producing something. Your struggle is changing something in you. Every struggle, every temptation, every weight, every death. Because like, like, you know, for those of y'all who are new, well, I, my husband went to be with the Lord eight years ago, but it wasn't just my husband. Like after I lost my husband, I lost my grandmother. Now that I lost my grandmother, well, I lost an aunt that was my aunt that helped raise me. Then after I lost my aunt, my grandmother died. Then after my grandmother died, I lost, I lost another aunt. My dog died. Like I got, I had a son, some sons in trouble. Like it's just been one block after the other, <laughs> like one block after the other one, one thing after the other. See, like 
something else, something else happening one after the other. But can I tell you everything that has hit my path, everything, and some of it has been God, some of it has been Satan, some of it's been me. I need y'all to listen. Sometimes it's just been me. It ain't been the devil. It's been my busyness. It's been my lack of obedience. Ooh, trouble these waters this morning, Lord. It's been my lack of obedience. Ooh. It's been my laziness. It's been my complacency. It's been my decision to create my own path instead of walking out the path that God's been had for me. It's been my insecurity. It's been uh, it's been my low self esteem. It's been my bad attitude. It's been my lack of faith. Like all of it ain't been the devil just been busy. Now some of it, Lakeisha been busy. Some of it, sometimes I've been my own block. Sometimes I've been my own block. It's been my inconsistency, right? Like it's been my inconsistency. It's been those things as well, right? That I had to, the Lord brought me to a space. This is getting good to me this morning. This Lord brought me to a space one day and was like, you're in your own way. You're in your, like you're in your own you don't blame your mama no more. Don't blame your past no more. Don't blame your father no more. Because you didn't meet your daddy till you was 13. Um, don't don't blame, um, because I was in a domestic violence, an abusive relationship for about four or five years. Don't blame that relationship no more. Because here I am before you. This is the Lord talking to me. Offering you grace. Offering you grace. Offering you brand new mercies. Offering you a second chance, offering you a different perspective. I, I here I am offering you these things. So I need you, Lakeisha, to get up and get out your own own way. And can I tell you something? When you your own stumbling block, oh come on. When you your own stumbling block, you can't see you. Y'all, let me talk to you this morning. We're going to get into the word of God. Let me talk to you this morning. When you your own stumbling block, guess what the problem is? Just imagine this for a minute. If you're you, right, you're you, and you're the thing laying in your own path in your own way, you can't see you. You can't see that you're the, pro you're the problem, right? Whatever it is. You are laying in your own way, right? And I couldn't see that I was laying in my own way, frustrated, frustrated by everybody else, frustrated, playing the blame game, mad at God for a while, not recognizing that I was in my own. Girl, you and y'all, if, if you will get out your own way, Deshannon said, deliver me from me. Deliver me from me. Like if you would get out your own way, guess what? God could uncloud your perspective. Oh my God. And can I tell you something? It's so easy. Come on, George. It's so easy for me to focus on your shortcomings, your mistakes, your issues, your problems, and what you've done to me instead of me focusing on how may I need to change when I see repetitive patterns in my life, one of the things that I'm getting spiritually mature about is coming to the table and saying, you know what? There's a common denominator here. 
This is how I talk to myself. There's a common denominator. There's a common denominator, LMJ. There's a common thread. Do you know who and what the common thread is? The common thread is it's you. You the same. If you've been in different circumstances, different relationships, different circles, and something always happening, it's always happening to me, then the common denominator is you, right? So then I have to pause myself because I can't see me. I'm going to just be real. Most of the time we can't see me. And we it's definitely difficult for us to see us when people applaud us. I'm going to go home. I don't want y'all mad at me today. It's definitely difficult for me to see me when people apply me or when people support me or when people, and especially if I'm dic- addicted to, uh, ain't nothing wrong with affirmation. Words of affirmation is my love language. That's good. But I'm talking about being addicted to approval, being addicted to the like button, be addicted to the people who tell you um, you're doing such a good job, especially if I'm addicted to the little bit of praise that I've received without going to John 15 and really allowing the Lord to, I thought I taught a whole devotional on show me me, um, a whole devotional on show me me and not allowing the Lord to bring me into a mindset that says I really could be the problem Willie. Like I really could, I really might be the common denominator in every relationship. Every person isn't as bad as I thought. I might be, Arnetta, the common denominator in why these problems or these troubles keep following me. Let me tell you, <laughs> I moved to Michigan. I moved thinking that I could get away from me. I'm just going to give you something this way. Like I moved thinking I could get away from me. And I left and moved thinking that I could get away from me. And guess what? Me went with me me went with me and so i had to come back into perspective because i came back (laughs) i came back i was back once i came back (laughs) guess what all the problems the issues the mindsets and the thought processes came back for me so for my folks that think you can escape (laughs) i just need to get away for a little bit so i'm not there's nothing wrong with getting away and clearing your head I need to give you some truth this morning. When you come back home, the same problem is probably going to be there. Because the problem is probably connected to something with you. It's all. When the Lord starts showing me me, you're the problem. You're the bad friend. You're the inconsistent person. You're the gossiper. You're the person sitting at the table with the negative perspective. You can't see yourself because you're too busy looking at everybody else's little dot and speck in their eye. Come on, scripture. And it's a whole plank in your eye. If you could ever, Lakeisha, get up, get outside yourself, my God, then I can change your perspective about what you're seeing in front of you. Come on now. If you'll let me do a royal inspection and tell you and show you really what's in your heart and show you really what's going on with you, I promise you we'll start walking in some victory. I promise you we'll start because the problem is you really don't understand your righteousness. 
you come on y'all let's dishevel this thing let's break this thing up you really don't understand your righteousness because if you understood who you were right standing in christ jesus then you would know that every time something hit you or came against you that it was all working out for your good it was all that's scriptural all things work together for the good of those that love the lord you and then you wouldn't just lay down and die in, in your own mess and become your own stumbling block because you know if it didn't work out if it happened if you lost it if it left you come on y'all you know 100 according to the word of god go to romans 8 and 28 all of this is working together for your good they said nine times out of ten i've learned that it's myself nine times out of ten and nobody wants to have the hard conversations with themselves i'm sorry it's easier to blame somebody else than have the hard conversations that it might be my attitude it might be my negative perspective i was at i'm when i share with y'all about my children it's with it's with 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 permission they know they come into this ministry with me and judah and i was riding yesterday and was just sharing some stuff with me and he was like i don't know why this keeps happening and i said juju you focusing on the wrong thing because he's analytic right he's very analytic and he's a probably gonna be a great problem solver one day i said but juju you the problem is the reason you're not enjoying this the reason it's not showing up is because you keep <laughs> focusing on all that's going wrong instead of focusing on all that can go right come on julia says search me lord <laughs> like search me lord when will we start praying bold prayers lord when you can i tell y'all something i'm being for real when you find yourself losing momentum or in a stuck place or it seems like the same thing is happening again and again and again and again you gotta come it's scriptural boldly before your father and begin to pray prayers that allows the lord to search the situation out because we will become the stumbling block we will lay down in the circumstances situation and not and turn turn our ears this is why we pray ephesians 1 um 17 through 21 lord i pray that the eyes of my understanding are open to the hope of who you call me to be in Christ Jesus so that I can walk in your power. I will not walk in power. I will walk in limited perspective if my eyes are not open and my ears cannot hear. I will. I'm going to walk with a tainted relationship with Jesus. I'm going to walk in a tainted perspective about life. If I do not allow the Lord, because the Lord is always searching. David said, creating me a clean heart. Woo! Come on. Creating me a clean, creating me a clean heart and renew in me a steadfast spirit. David was considered to be a man after God's own heart. If we ever get in the right perspective, the broken and contrite spirit that the Lord really longs for us to live in that comes from walking in a level of humility then what god will begin to do is search the deep places in our heart and show us us and the you that he'll show you will liberate you and free you so that you do not have to come and you walk in the same 
mindset. You don't have to, when he was in Ezekiel, come on, Malisha. He said, he, he said, I will take out of you the stony heart. Come on. I'm going to take out of my people the stony heart and I'm going to give them a heart of flesh so that I can be tender. They can be tender and responsive to my love so they can be tender and responsive to the calling so that they can be tender and responsive to the people. Woo! But it's going to have to begin with a search me, oh Lord. This wasn't even my tendency today. I wanted to talk to y'all more about having friends that put you in front of Jesus so that you find yourself in a position to get healed and whole because that's what I saw in yesterday's devotional in Mark 2. They put him in the position, right? And that's what I guess I'm being is a friend today that's placing you in the in front of Jesus, right? So that you can get healed and whole. And when we when I was meditating this, it's crazy because the first thing Jesus did was deal with his sins. I'm about to go. I gotta go. The first thing Jesus did did was deal with him with well, welcome to wait, welcome to coffee and conversations with Lakeisha. I'm Lakeisha M. Johnson. Hey, LMJ. <laughs> um, the first thing Jesus did, right? They brought him, his friends knew he needed healing. He was in a state of paralysis. Paralysis means your muscles are not working. How, when, where, what did the paralysis occur? So we're going to use the word weak. Paralysis made him weak. He didn't operate in the strength. He couldn't move around. He couldn't get around. He couldn't do. His friends knew that the only person that was going to heal him was Jesus. Like, and so they, their faith broke, pro, broke, broke into a situation. And I'm sitting thinking, I was like, Lord, imagine being the person in the room when the roof is being dug up and lowering this person in and like awestruck and lowering them down in front of Jesus. But because Jesus loves this level of faith, Jesus ain't shook, <laughs> man. Jesus ain't shook, right? Jesus is not shook by this type of situation because God loves this kind of faith. <laughs> this kind of faith. Like Jesus, look, remember when the when a woman with the issue of blood that had been suffering for 13 years pressed in, pressed in, when he pressed in, he just turned around and said, wait a minute, something left up out of me, <laughs> right? And the disciples was like, what do you mean? What do you mean touch you? What do you mean somebody touch you? And Jesus was like, something left up out of me, right? Jesus was saying, Judah, Jesus was saying, faith is in the room. <laughs> Faith is in the room. And I'm pretty sure the same, Juju, I'm pretty sure the same thing occurred. I'm pretty sure the same thing occurred when Jesus was in position, when this roof was being torn back. God get him, because he on one. When this roof was being torn back, thank y'all. When this roof was being torn back, Jesus was right there in position. Here's faith again, right? Here's faith again. So once faith enters the room, God responds to it. It says, faith without faith. Um, it's impossible to please God. Tina said, you know, somebody was hating talking about it. they broke the line. Absolutely. But here it is. These were some by any means necessary friends who were like, we can't heal you, bro. We can't give you what you need, bro. But there, here is Jesus back in Capernaum again. He had just been in Capernaum a few days before. And we don't know if Jesus showed up because this man needed him, but here he is back in Capernaum again. And the friends are like, you know what? 
we getting ready to do something. We're not leaving you in this paralytical state. And they present him before Jesus. But here's what I love. Before Jesus took care of the physical problem. Y'all, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to be contained this morning. Before Jesus took care of the physical problem, he took care of the spiritual problem. And sometimes we so focused on the physical things. Come on now. That's what I just was talking about. Wrap this up, Holy Spirit. Sometimes we so focus on the physical things that's wrong with us. We focus on we ain't got enough money. Uh, we focus on our marriage ain't working. We focus on our kids ain't doing right. That we are not looking into the deep things of God for the spiritual things that need to happen. Right? So they drop him down, put him in this, put him in this situation where he's face to face with Jesus. And then the first thing Jesus says which he could have, right? Or he could have gave him a look or he could have given him a stare down. Y'all better stop limiting the power of Jesus. He could have gave him a blow. He could have gave him a tap. He could have did all that. The first thing Jesus says, right? <laughs> he says, seeing their faith. That's what he said, their faith. He didn't say seeing uh, his faith. He said, seeing their faith. This is Mark recording the story. Luke also records this story from a different perspective. Mark says, seeing their faith. Mark over there going, <laughs> look at this, seeing their faith. He right, he recording this, he's scribing this. He says, seeing their faith, their faith, <laughs> their friend's faith, his, his friend's faith in the middle of his paralytic state. That's why I'm telling you, you need to stop dealing with friends who lead you to your flesh. <laughs> you need to stop dealing with friends who sign off on your foolishness. You need to You, I, I'm fine with parties and um, events and all that other stuff. But if your circle, when you are in a paralytic state, will not pick you up and lead you to the one that you heal you, you, you need to get rid of the whole circle. <laughs> you need to get, y'all, I'm sorry. You need to get rid of the whole circle because <laughs> you want the ones when your muscles are weak, when you're weak, when you're laying in your situation, you when you your own stumbling block, you need the ones that will pick your bed up and lay you in front of the only person that can heal you, that can cure you, that can change you, that can fix you. You don't need more of them. You don't need more of this world. You don't need more events. You need more Jesus because what happens next is what's more important than the physical healing. Listen, he lowered them down, and this is what Jesus says. He said, your sons are forgiven. <laughs> your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. And then the little scribes, the little Pharisees and Sadducees, the people that's always trying to question miracles, said, why does he speak like this? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Right away, Jesus perceived in their spirit. He knew what kind of spirit he was dealing with, right? That they were thinking like this within themselves. He didn't even say, it didn't say he heard it. He perceived in his spirit that there was no faith, <laughs> that they was lacking the faith, that they didn't get it, that they didn't understand who he was. He perceived in his spirit. Baby, that's discernment. That's keenness. Come on. It says Jesus, he said right away, Jesus perceived in the spirit that they were thinking like this within themselves and said to him, why are you thinking these things in your heart? Oh, we serve a bad, complete, amazing father who knows 
all that we think in our hearts. He says, why are you thinking these things in your heart? He said, which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But so that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He told the paralytic, go ahead, get up, take up your mat and walk. But he was more concerned about his spiritual well-being first. And I truly believe this is LMJ. This is LMJ saying this. If we will ever get more concerned about our spiritual well-being than the paralysis, than the pain, than all this other stuff, then Jesus can come exactly in and do what he needs to do for us. But because we are short-sighted in a limited perspective and we want more money and we want a bigger house, and um, we want this fixed. We we don't want to endure the pressure. We don't want to endure the pain. We're trying to rub God like he a genie in a bottle. If we will get more concerned about our spiritual well-being, if we will have friends that are more concerned about our spiritual well-being, then that thing, that sin, whatever it is that we always return back to, that thing we would get free from and then we could take up our mat and walk um, that's it am i done holy spirit this it that thing we would get free from and then it was a proper positioning before jesus that when he dealt with his sins he dealt with the issues then he could take up his mat and walk if we would ever be more concerned with the spiritual <laughs> Versus being concerned with making it. Versus being concerned with making it happen. My God. Then we will receive the power that we need to take up our mats and walk. <laughs> but you're going to have to let that spiritual thing be dealt with first. You're going to have to let them sins be dealt with first. You're going to have to let them issues be dealt with first. You have to let that insecurity be dealt with first. You're going to have to let that shame be dealt with first. You're going to have to let that anxiety be dealt with first. You have to let that worry be dealt with first. You're going to have to let you being your own God be dealt with first. You want to let them things, you have to let them things be dealt with first so you can have the power that you need to get up and walk. That's it. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for transitioning us from this to that. I thank you, Father God, for the holiness of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father God, that all power in heaven and earth is in your hand. I need to read this scripture over you so we can go. I thank you, Lord God, for your word today that is transforming us, taking the limitations off of us. My God, removing us from a complacent place. We thank you. We are sealed in your blood. Let me read this last scripture and then we're going to get out of here. Isaiah 40. 28. This is what just fell in my, 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 my spirit. Do you not know? And I always go to the 28th verse. And the reason that I always go back to the 28th verse, right, is because it is so powerful. This is the Lord speaking to Israel. He says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never becomes faint or weary. There is no limit to God's understanding. He gives strength to the faint 
and strengthens the powerless. Youth may become weary, become faint. Young men may stumble and fall. But those who put their trust in the Lord, not nothing else, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary. And they will walk and not faint. This is it. It's Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Seal it for today. <laughs> Seal it for today. God has absolutely everything you need, but you're going to have to allow him to deal with the spiritual things first. You've been looking for the Lord to do these tangible blessings, things, and there are some spiritual things that need to be dealt with in your life so that you can pick up your mat and walk, be with a clear and a free and a clean conscious. Oh! I love you. <laughs> Julia said there is a heart and a healing anointing on this word. I hope you receive, Father God, I received this word for myself today. This is a life-changing and a life-altering word. And I thank you, Father God, that it's sealed in the blood, that it will not be stolen from us today, that we will go back and replay it if you indicate it. I thank you, Father God, there will be no more spiritual laziness amongst us in Jesus' name. Amen. Two things. Two, 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 two. Somebody say two things. One, if the Lord places it on your heart, my God, you need to be sustained in your blessings. You don't need to be just experiencing God one time. You need to be sustained in your blessings. Many of us have not been sustained in our blessings because we're not sustained in God. We're not sustained in our righteousness. We're not sustained in holiness. We need to be that one. First Corinthians 15, 58, steadfast, immovable, always abiding in his work and in his word, right? I'm adding the in his work. We need to be able to have sustain. Some of us been getting little pockets of blessings when the righteousness open up the door for blessings that are supposed to be in a continuous flow. And I'm not talking about financial things. I'm talking about joy. I'm talking about peace. I'm talking about patience. I'm talking about his love. You need sustainable blessings. So if the Lord has placed it on your heart to partner with this ministry to give, do me a favor, do your girl a favor, run over to the website, lmjministries.org, and you can give there. You can find out all the ways to give. You can find out what the giving goes to. You can find out who we are, what our ministry believes, Go to the website, lmjministries.org, right? You can go there. You can also um, cash app us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. You can do that as well. But my second greatest appeal to you woo, is this. I was a heathen. I'm going to help somebody. I was lost. I was jacked up. Um, I used to backbite and gossip a whole lot. I still gossip sometimes, not all the time, but a little bit of the rise up in my flesh, right? That's why I have to continue to submit my flesh to Jesus. Um, everybody like a little tea. We can say we don't, but everybody like a little tea every once in a while. Um, I, I was um, conformed to the ways and the thinking of this world. I was on a very wide path, going to church every day, every day in church, all the time in church, scriptures on, read my Bible all day. But I, my heart was not positioned. I didn't know who Jesus was. I really didn't. I had heard about this Jesus. I went to church with people who talked about this Jesus. But I had never really had the thing in my heart that led me to a place. And one night in February, um, I was in a Bible study. My cousin Stevie was preaching, I think. 
and my uncle Ulysses was there and Stevie was witnessing and ministering the word of God. And something came over me that let me know Jesus was a real and that I didn't have to stay stuck in the state that I was in. And that was the best decision that I ever made. Right. That was the best decision I ever made. And so what it did for me was it began to once he got in me, the Holy Spirit began to do the inner work inside of me pushing stuff out the way saying that's not you 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 and then the more that i read the word of god i got established my right righteousness i want to offer you that jesus i want to give you an opportunity to make a confession of faith that you partner you confess jesus to be lord and savior i want to offer you that jesus right now Dear Jesus, would you repeat after me? I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you pray that prayer, I need, a, I need another favor. I want you to send me an email to info at justbeinglmj.com. Do that for me. And let me send you some materials. I told y'all yesterday we are a little bit behind on the materials, but we'll be back in position, right? Um, pray that prayer. Get in the game. Let's do some discipleship. Keep showing up. Let me keep teaching you. Keep Let me keep sowing the word into you. You sow the word into yourself. And then we're going to see Jesus winning your life. Y'all, I'll be back here tomorrow. Will you join me? <laughs> like, will you show up here tomorrow? I need you back here tomorrow. I need you to be back in the space tomorrow, Thursday. Let's continue to do life together. Let's continue to grow in grace and in the grace of Jesus Christ. I love you. I promise I do. But I know somebody that loves you even more, and that's God. And do me a favor. He wants you to. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you, right? I want you to win today. Courtney says she'll be here today. Thank you, Courtney. I want you to win today. I'm looking for you to win today. I'm looking for you to win. I want you to win today. Why? Because I already know you have won in Jesus. And I'll see y'all back here tomorrow. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for your people today. Thank you for your broadcast today. Thank you for showing up. Hey, yo. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. Let me do what we need to all do. Let me share. Good morning, good morning. Oh my God, thank you, Father. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, yo. Good morning. Oh my goodness. My coffee is good. It's going to be a good day. You know, that's my gauge when my coffee is good. It's going to be a good day. I have good days regardless, but the coffee good is going to be an extra good day. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, 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 thank you. Come on, I see y'all coming in. Hey, y'all. Thank you for sharing, Katina. Thank you for sharing, my Renaissance grandma. Thank you for sharing. The kingdom appreciates you. Oh my gosh, thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. Lord, I appreciate you. Lord, I appreciate you. Lord, I appreciate you and I thank you. Oh my God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. When you're trying to overcome, when you're trying to um, renew your mind, you got to remember that there's a great one working inside of you. Hey, Jessica Foss Thompson. Good morning. Good morning, Pat Trailer. Good morning, Reverend Brown. Good morning, Tracy Mosley. Good morning, DeShannon. Good morning, Malisha. Good morning, Kim Yarley. Good morning, Nia Nicole. Hey, Meredith. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Mama Jeanette, good morning, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, Miss Williams. Hey, Teresa. Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Instagram Live. Come on, y'all. Do me a favor. Start sharing the word of God. We want everyone connected to us to be healed, healthy, and whole. <laughs> Come on. We want everybody connected to us. Start sharing. Share the devotional. We want everybody connected to us healed, healthy, and whole. We do not want to eat this by ourselves. And then our people around us are not growing. And I know you're like, Lakeisha, why is this my responsibility, LMJ? Why do I have to do this? Because for one, the Lord said um, we shouldn't be ashamed of him. Like that was one of my first convictions. We shouldn't be ashamed of him. Um, Even when he asked me boldly to walk up to somebody and pray for them or do something on his behalf, like we shouldn't be ashamed of him. And the only way the gospel of Jesus Christ gets out and gets around the world is that we share the gospel. We're his disciples. And part of, remember when you said, anybody come after me, they're gonna pick up their cross. That part of that is what we're supposed to do daily, picking up our cross and sharing the gospel. Good morning, Teresa LaShawn. Good morning, Meredith. Hey, Miss Pat. So do me a favor today. Take your little your little thing over to the side. Share it on your, uh, just hit share. Make this the morning that you're not afraid to let people know you love Jesus. Woo! Make this the morning. Don't make it about you. Don't make it about what people think. Make this the morning that you're not afraid to let people know you love Jesus. Like make this the morning. I got something I want you to be involved in. I got make this the morning that you're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Make let this be the morning. Oh my God, don't worry about your timeline. Um, don't worry about keeping it clean and clear. Just make this the morning that you share Jesus with those around you. Lord God, we are grateful. Lord God, we bless you. Lord God, we praise you. Lord God, we magnify you. Lord God, we glorify you, Lord God. You have been so faithful to us. You have been so faithful to us. I want to share one more thing with you this morning before I pray and get into the word. I'm going to talk about the process that we've been in. And then, um, you know, we'll get our devotional in this morning. I want you to connect um, to Feed the Streets, local, not local. I want to tell you just a little bit morning about Feed the Streets. I don't spend enough time talking about it. Um, Feed the Streets is our program where 
um, the goal is to help eliminate food insecurity. And so once a month, um, we get together as volunteers and we pass out 600 meal kits in the community. We started, I think, first with like 100 bags. And this was just me and the boys. God has started and a few friends. God had just started compelling me by the scripture to take care of the least of us. So we go and we feed. That's what we do. We 600 non-perishable kids. And these kids mean somebody. But there's also other things we do at which feed the streets. We've helped individuals who are homeless relocate back into their homes. Um, we've bought furniture. Um, we've helped single moms. We've done backpacks for kids. Like we've just done so much with this program. So it's not just feeding the homeless. It's us being outreach in their community. It's us making a difference in the lives of those individuals around us um, who may not have a lot. And so um, we. I just wanted to share more about what Feed the Streets is. Um, we would love um, its missions, its missions. Um, also, we service other programs we take dollars from our ministry and give them into other organizations monthly so that we can also have a global reach. That's what we do with Feed the Streets, right? So we give into organizations that are making impacts throughout the world um, for a global initiative as well. Um, One Projects, Drew Projects, um, helps with uh, feminine hygiene kits throughout the world. Another project that we have is Flint's Global, and they help in economic empowerment um, locally and in Africa and other nations, building economic empowerment centers, teaching women how to be entrepreneurs. Um, that's another program. Second Chance Church in Flint, Michigan, we help with their masks, their water issues. Um, so we are connected in a global and a national approach to help our our country, to help our people. So I just wanted to share that. The Lord had just reminded me to share that this morning, what Feed the Streets is. Of course, the program has administrative costs and all these other things. We have a volunteer director of outreach. She helps coordinate the program. Um, and then I oversee the program. So um, let me just get, let, let, let me just, you know, she put that out there. If the Lord places it on your heart, you can come serve with Feed the Streets. Um, you can also um, give to Feed the Streets. You can become a monthly partner. Um, I just needed to share this morning. That's a, that's a huge part of our heart. Um, if you do not know my story, um, we were homeless for six months um, when I was young. And it just, that memory etched in my being has never left me. <laughs> um, we had to share a space with another family. I remember being afraid. I remember being scared. Um, I just remember periods in my life where we did not have food. We did not have enough. Uh, my mom was giving it her all. Um, and so those are etched in my memories. And even in my own adulthood, I remember being without hot water. Um, I remember when we didn't have enough money and food to make it. And we were both working. Like we were both working, right? So um, that's that's a huge part of who we are helping others who cannot help themselves. Or and it's not always based on you know sometimes we're like oh somebody can help themselves. It's not that simple. It's not that it's not that simple. Coming out of poverty is not that simple. 
um, coming out of your situation is not that simple. So I just wanted to share that this morning. I'll talk to you a little bit about Feed the Streets. Let me pray and get started. Let you know that's what we're doing um, with, with Feed the Streets. That's a huge part of we are giving back to those and tapping into those who do not and cannot do for themselves. And you will be surprised what one little bag does for somebody. We put protein in it, um, breakfast bars in it, water in it, um, and we do that monthly. So I just needed to share. Um, I needed to share that with you guys today. I wanted to obey the Lord and share that with you guys. Um, we got, I wanted to share that with you guys today. So let's get started. Father God, I thank you. Thank you that you are the giver of life. Thank you, Father God, that you are the provider, the one that supplies all our needs according to your riches and glory. Thank you. You are our present help. Thank you, Lord God, that there is no circumstance or situation that you will not see us through. My God, I thank you, Lord God, that it is you that gives us victory. It is you that gives us hope, Lord God. It is it is you that is the keeper of our It is you. Oh, my God, that made us. It is you that created us. It is you. 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 And there is no other God like you. You are the one true God. Ooh, you are the living father. You are the great I am. You are the prince of peace. You are the king of kings. Oh, my God. My God, you are. You are so amazing. You are so awesome. You are such an awesome God. Can we put that in the comments today? You are such an awesome God. Come on, you are such an awesome God. Let's tell him this morning, you are such an awesome God. Let's give him his due credit. Lord, you are such an awesome God. And we just want to bless your name. Father God, we ask that you forgive us for any sin that we may have um, committed against you or any one else lord god right now in the name of jesus just forgive us and we're gonna make and pause for just a minute to walk in forgiveness lord god you tell us we should forgive so that you know we can be forgiveness and we don't want forgiveness hindering and blocking us lord god so if at any point this week <laughs> we have been in unforgiveness we just ask um lord first you forgive us for that but that you bring it to our memory the person that we have yet to release Woo! the person that you have, we have yet to forgive, right? Lord God, right now in the name of Jesus, whoever it is we have not forgiven yet, Lord God, let us release them right now in the name of Jesus. And if you didn't know, forgiveness is not like, you may not feel good after you say it, right? You may have to do this over and over again, right? And forgiveness is for you. It's not for the other person, but you do not want that stronghold over your life of you being unforgiving, right? That's not how we want to be because it imprisons you and it paralyzes you and it becomes a part of your identity and it will make you sullen and it will make you bitter, right? So we want to make sure this morning that we release whoever we feel like. I was doing that this week. Some things that I thought, can I say this Holy Spirit? Some things that I thought that um just people you know what i'm saying like just people and i didn't even realize i was holding an ox against them <laughs> there's a reason i'm laughing that i was realized i was holding an odd against them in their heart like i was wrongly charging them in their heart um and not so much as that they didn't necessarily do something but i'm not the judge i'm not the juror i'm not i need forgiveness right and so i just had to 
get before God and just like really even literally call out names and say, Father, I forgive them. Because can I be honest? I felt like they had failed me, right? I felt like um, they hadn't honored and kept their commitment um, and the things that they had said. And I, 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 because I had not dealt with it before God, I was getting bitter um, towards them. And the Lord had to really deal with my heart about laying this open before them, about reminding me how powerful it is to forgive and to release them and to also release them for the things that they had committed to said that they were supposed to do that they didn't do. Like I had to release them and say, Lord, I'm sorry for wrongly charging them. I'm sorry for holding them hostage. I'm sorry for holding myself hostage. Um, I'm, I'm sorry for that, Lord God. And can I just give you this um, to help you this morning? You'll know if you're walking in unforgiveness, if you're still rehearsing the sin. Woo! Mm. You'll know if you're walking in forgiveness, if you're still rehearsing the moment, you know you're walking in unforgiveness. Um, if you're still repeating what they've done, you know you're walking in unforgiveness. If you keep going back to that point of pain, I'm just being honest. So you, when you keep repeating it, rehearsing it, you keep nursing it, you keep trying to share with other people to see if you can get kind of like other people on your side, you probably still are having unforgiveness in your heart. And sometimes we don't even know we're walking in unforgiveness because we think we're justifying what we're doing. And I hear, hear the Lord saying this morning that no amount of unforgiveness is justifiable. Not none. No amount of unforgiveness is justifiable. Like not none, no matter how deep the pain is, no matter what they did, that unforgiveness is blocking you. That unforgiveness will pull you into strife. Um, it's just, it's, it's weighty on you. So this morning we're going to release so that we can receive the release so that we can be more fluid in the things of God because unforgiveness will harden your heart. It will, it will harden your heart. Unforgiveness will harden your heart. And we don't want a hardened heart. We don't. So we got to make sure we take time this morning and walk in a place where we're going to allow the Lord to restore us, to reset us just simply by on by forgiving right like just simply this morning by forgiving just simply by taking ourselves into a place just for a minute and letting the lord deal with this in our heart so that we can move away from this circumstance we can move away from this situation we can move away from this power or this stronghold right this is what your devotional time is really all about. It's these personal moments where God digs deep, where he loves on us, where he prunes us, and then where he resets us and restores us in the word, right? So this morning we're going to pause. We're not even going to say, I don't have any, I don't have any unforgiveness. I don't have any unforgiveness. We're not going to do this, right? Asasi, I didn't want to harden heart either. That's why when the Lord led me to this place and was like, you got something growing here. You got something growing. And if you let this grow, right? If you let this grow, this is going to be in your heart. If you, if you keep letting this grow, 
this is going to be in your heart and it's going to start choking out the, the good seeds, right? Remember the parable of the soil in Matthew when he talks about the word is planted, but the thorns grow up and choke it out. Woo! Somebody find me that scripture. Oh, somebody find me that scripture where the parable, when he said talks about the thorns and they grow up and then they start choking out the good seed. The good seed doesn't even get a chance to take root. That's what it's like when we operate in unforgiveness. Woo! My God. And so the Lord wants to reset and restore us so we can move forward. The Lord wants to reset and restore us so we can begin to grow. You cannot properly grow with unforgiveness in your heart. You just cannot. You, you just cannot. There is such a release this morning so that we can walk in another freedom. Come on, y'all. Oh, my God. So we can walk in another freedom in Christ Jesus, right? And it's not going to feel, can I just see you? It's not going to feel right, Vicky. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. It's like one of these things where we got to deal with this so we can pass go. Woo! It's one of these things that we got to deal with this morning so we can go to the next place and the next level, right? It's one of those things that we might have to reach back a little bit, come on now, and grab some things that we didn't even realize we were holding on to. Thank you. Teresa said that's Matthew 13, 22, the parable of the source. So we got to make sure um, we do this this morning, right? God always wants to, is it the 22nd or the 7th? Matthew 13 and 7. Let's just go Matthew 13, right? We, we got to do this this morning. We got to let this go. We got to release it. We got to let God dig, dig deep and show us where we may be walking in unforgiveness towards a person, right? Um, when we are walking in unforgiveness, can I just give y'all, like, we won't commit we won't commit to what we said. Woo! We might we might be fooling with the person. Like we might be fooling with them. We might be dealing with them. We might be cool with them. But we won't even commit. Like we'll we'll start withholding our love or withholding our commitment, not even knowing we're walking really in offense. Um, thank you. Look, Matthew th chapter 13 or Luke 8, um, where we don't even realize that we're walking in unforgiveness and it's um it's causing us um, to walk in offense. And when we are an offended people, we do not represent the kingdom of God well. Woo! When we are offended people, we are overly sensitive. When we are offended people, we will not keep our commitments and we will justify why we shouldn't. I want to go to this. Thank you. I want to go to this real quick because I hear the Holy Spirit. Let's go. The Lord is digging some up this morning. Come on and dig, Father. Oh my God, come on and dig. Let's dig. Let's dig. Tell the Lord, dig it up. Tell him, say, I want you to dig this up. Come on. Say, I want you to dig this up. I need you to dig this up. I need you to get this up out of me. I need you to uproot whatever's in me that's not like you. Give him permission. Give the Holy Spirit permission this morning. I need you to uproot whatever is in me that's not like you, right? I want this up out of me. I don't want to remain the same. Give him permission this morning. Dig this up dig this up, dig this up. This will not be um, a, a part of my permanent, like this is not going to be a part of my permanent makeup. I'm not going to be bitter all my life, right? My God, I will not be bitter all my life. I'm going to dig deep. It's a dig, this is a dig deep this morning, right? This is a dig deep this morning. You won't even recognize, sometimes we don't even recognize we still holding on to stuff. 
Sometimes we won't even recognize this is where we are. Ask us, Lord, give the Lord permission. Father God, I give you permission. Come on now. I'm giving you permission to dig this up. I'm giving you permission to dig deep. I'm not going to quench you out this morning. I'm not going to not let you go there. I'm going to allow you to go everywhere you need to go this morning. Come on. I want my soil clean. Come on. I want my soil clean. I want my heart clean. I don't want any weeds in there. I want to give you this. So this is a parable Jesus is teaching. And you can relate this parable to your heart, right? You can relate this parable to your heart, right? And so it's Matthew 13, and it's the first verse. It says, same day Jesus went out on the house and was sitting beside the Sea of Galilee. But such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat, sat there, positioning himself as the teacher. While the whole crowd stood on shore, he told them many things in the parable, saying, listen carefully. A sower went out to sow seed in the field. As he sowed some seed, fell beside the road between the fields, and the birds came and ate it. Didn't even get there. Other seed fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And once they sprang up, because there was no depth, because there was no depth, Lord, don't let there not be any depth in me because there was no depth, right? Remember, we learned in Timothy, a form of godliness, but no power. When there was a form of godliness, and no power, there's no depth. Come on, y'all. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Where there's a form of godliness, come on, y'all. Where there's a form of godliness, but no power, you don't have depth. You just living on the surface. There were times and seasons in my life where I was just going to church. I was just in the rhythm. I was just making the post, but there was no depth because there was no power because I was not growing in the fruit of the Holy Spirit. My growth was stagnant. Come on now. My growth was stagnant. And yep, you've had some stuff that has happened to you that's real, real. I'm not saying that. It's real. It's real. It's real. The the, the hurt was real. The offense was real. The crime was real. It was real. I'm not saying it's not real. I'm not saying you don't acknowledge. But can I tell you something? You cannot afford to let that trauma even if it seems something minute, you cannot afford to let that trauma lead you the rest of your life. You cannot afford that situation to lead you for the rest of your life. You, you cannot afford it. You cannot afford it. So God brings us to a place where he prunes us. Julia, John 15, right? Remain in me and I about you. He pulls us to a place where he says, look, I need to inspect and take a deeper place in your heart because there may be some things going on behind the scenes that you have not even recognized that's leading you to make decisions, that's compromising you. Remember, emotions, God gave them to us, but emotions are just indicators that there is something else going on. Emotions should not be what lead us. Come on. Emotions should not be what lead us. But sometimes there are some things that are so deep that we don't even realize they've attached themselves to our lives and we associate them with our personality and we associate them with who we are and it's not even who we are it's not the nature of god in us right that's why david was like creating me a clean heart and renewing me a steadfast spirit <laughs> creating me a clean heart and renewing me a steadfast spirit right so he says 
he says, as he sold some seed fell on road, other seed fell on rocky ground. They didn't have much soil. They didn't have any depth. Woo! My God. But when the sun rose, right, they were scorched. And because they had no root, it withered away. Come on now. That's an unstable faith. When you ain't got no root, you in a, it's unstable, right? When you're not rooted, you'll, you'll, not, you'll not go according to sound doctrine. When you're not rooted, you'll listen to ungodly counsel. When, when you're not rooted, right, you, you won't stay steadfast. You won't stay immovable. God talked to us about that everything. You won't trust the ways of the kingdom. When you're not rooted, you'll go in your own direction. Anytime you feel like kingdom not working, you'll go in your own direction. Anytime, anytime you feel like God's not moving fast enough in time enough, You'll go in your own direction. You'll create your own miracles. You'll create your own process. You'll tell your own story. You'll become a whole different person. You'll be attached to things that do not look like God, do not smell like God, have no evidence of God in it. I know I lived it. <laughs> I know I lived it. Some parts of me still want to live it. So he says, other seed fell among thorns and thorns came up and choked them out. I did a teaching. If you have never seen it, on matters of the heart, right? There's a teaching I have on matters on the heart. It's on YouTube. If you've never seen matters of the heart or if you've seen matters of the heart, you might wanna go back and listen to matters of the heart again. There will be things that attach themselves in your heart and lead every decision you make. And then your life will be rooted in fear, rooted in bitterness, and it will seem justifiable because the, the flesh will always justify. Remember, the enemy don't want you to have any depth. <laughs> the enemy don't want you to have any depth. He wants you to he wants you to have some sort of religion and no power in your life. He don't want you to have no depth. He wants you to live on the surface. Because he knows once you get depth, your effectiveness in the kingdom will change. Your effectiveness to your family will change. Your effectiveness to your community will change. Your, your effectiveness will change once you get another layer of depth. <laughs> and please remember that the gifts work without repentance. So gifts don't determine depth. Gifts don't determine depth. Woo. Okay. So he says, oh, other seed fell among thorns and thorns came up and choked them out. Father God, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> We're asking you to reveal to us this morning anything that may be choking us out. Hate, whew, bitterness, unforgiveness, anxiety, fear, whatever it is that's in our heart that does not look like you. Whatever is in our heart that does not look like you, we give you permission to show us this unforgiveness we give you permission, my God, to bring us in this space because we've decided we don't want to live on the surface. We want to experience the fullness of who you are. We want depth to us, Lord God. We don't want a form of religion without any power. So, Father God, uproot this thing that's inside of us that does not look like you. Uproot this thing inside of us that's been 
we've been holding on to. Uproot this thing inside of us, Lord God, that's been leading and guiding every decision we've been making. Woo! It's had us, it's had us in fear, it's had us in worry. We won't even really allow anybody else to love us because of this offense. Woo! Uproot this, uproot this. It's causing us to fear where we're paralyzed and we won't move into who you've called us to be. This thing has shaped our identity. Woo! It's left us bitter. It's left us scornful. We're not even walking in the joy of the Lord, realizing your salvation. So Father God, this morning, we're asking you, uproot this out of us. Lord, show us the people that we have not forgiven. Show us the circumstances and the time periods we need to release. And then Holy Spirit, help us to put it into the sea of forgetfulness. I don't want to remember the pain. I don't want to remember the offense. My God, I don't want to remember the hurt. I don't want to live according to a saint, a, a particular time period and get stuck. Woo! Dig up the roots of hate, of bitterness, of scornful. Woo! My God, dig it up right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we are your vessels. We are connected to the vine. We want to be healthy branches. <laughs> we don't want to cause casualties, as Julia said, along the way. Hurt people hurt people, Lord God, and we've recognized that. So forgive us for the people that we've hurt. Forgive us, Father God, for not walking in depth. <laughs> forgive us, Father God, for not properly being planted. Forgive us for the people that we've um, let's sign off on this hurt. Forgive us for following their ways. Lord God, we thank you for your redemption. We thank you for the ministry of reconciliation. We thank you for your power. We thank you for new vision, new eyes to see. And we thank you, Father God, for a clean heart. We thank you, Father God, for a clean heart. Thank you for resetting and restoring us. Whew. In Jesus' name, amen. That's a release. That's a, re that's a release. Do not be afraid of this release. Do not be afraid when God is trying to take you to a new depth and a new place. It's going to feel unfamiliar. It's not going to make much sense. It's not. It's supernatural. Remember 1 Corinthians 2.14 tells us that this is not done. You're not ever going to be able to conceive that God would want you to forgive somebody who molested you. Not by your flesh or molested your baby. Not by your flesh. You're not going to ever be able to conceive that. You're not going to be able to to conceive that God will want you to forgive somebody that raped you. You're not going to ever be able to conceive that God will want you to forgive somebody who murdered your baby. You would never be able to conceive that in your flesh. It will not make sense. But God, our Father, knows that if you don't release and walk in forgiveness, this thing will block your heart. This thing will consume your life. This thing will become a part of your identity. This thing will ch change the direction and path that you're supposed to go on. 
This thing will not allow you to have new experiences. There are people who are sick. You got people that are assigned and looking for you. You got people who are supposed to be connected to you. They can't be connected to you if you still in a period of unfair. You won't even know how to receive their love. You won't even know how um, to be in right fellowship and relationship with them. There, there are people that are there are people who who like your uniqueness. There are people who love who you are just purely and naturally, but you won't even be able to connect to those people. You won't be able to connect to those people because of this still, this still heart in place in your life. Woo. He does, he does. Charmaine, he loves us so, he loves us so much. <laughs> he loves us, he, he loves us so much. He loves us so much. He loves us so much that he would meet us in this place. Two things. One, if the Lord places it on your heart to give, go over to the website, lmjministries.org, and you can give right there. You can place a seed, an offering, you can sow, you can do whatever the Lord tells you to do right there on lmjministries.org. And then my second appeal to the person who has never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your first start today. This is your new beginning. Oh my God, this one moment changed my life. If that is you and you feel the pull in your heart, I want you to pray this prayer. This is the ultimate release. This is what's going to change your identity and bring you into a new identity in Christ Jesus. I want you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, my God, I am a sinner and I need a savior. I'm asking you to come into my life and to take away my sins. And I promise to love and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you just prayed that prayer, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to send me an email at info at justbeinglmj.com. And I'm going to send you some materials. I'm going to send you some materials. I'm going to send you some materials. I love you. God loves you. I love you. But God loves you like God loves you so much that he sent me on an assignment to say, you know what? I need you to get up in the morning. I need you to put your personal relationship with God on display. Because I people I need people to understand how much I love them. <laughs> I need I need people to know that I love them this much. I need you to put your personal life on display. I need you to be transparent. I need you to be vulnerable. I need you to throw it out there, Lakeisha. <laughs> so people can understand what my love looks like in action. How forgiving I am, how I am not like this world has tried to portray me. That's the point of this devotional. A very personal relationship with God on display. Woo! And now I need you to do me a favor. Go be loved today. You experience God's love here. You go be loved today. Go share the devotional. Go tell someone how amazing, how awesome they are. are. Be uplifting today. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. <laughs> Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. I'm going to say it again. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. I'll see y'all in the morning. It's almost like 6 a.m. I, I mean, 5 a.m. I'll see y'all in the morning, 6 a.m. Invite somebody in. 
invite somebody in. Mama Joyce, I saw you singing last night. Uh, 6 a.m. I'll see you in the morning. 6 a.m. Invite someone in. I love you so much. God loves you so much more. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, Father.